Hello, this is your fertility pharmacist. This podcast is for women who are trying to overcome infertility. If you keep a pulse on late-breaking fertility research, it could positively alter the course of your fertility journey like it has for me. Hi, I'm Elise, your fertility pharmacist. In honor of Men's Health Week, which falls in the midst of Men's Health Month, today's study will focus on the male side of fertility. The study is called A North American Prospective Study of Depression, Psychotropic Medication Use, and Semen Quality. It was published last month in the scientific journal Fertility and Sterility. This study wanted to figure out the relationships between depression, the use of medications to treat depression, and the quality of semen. The study is particularly relevant to fertility because the men in the study, they were found through their female partners, and the females were found as part of an internet study of women trying to get pregnant. All 329 men who participated in this study were coupled with women, and they had been trying to conceive for a maximum of six months. These men also had to complete at least one semen analysis, and that's where things get fun. Instead of going to a lab or a doctor's office to have the semen analysis completed, these men were snail mailed a kit to test their semen themselves. The semen kit is called the Track Male Fertility Testing System, and it gets 3.9 stars out of 5 from 63 reviewers on Amazon.com. I'll be posting links to look at this kit in the show notes for the podcast. This doesn't mean I'm endorsing it. From what I see, the kit looks a smidge complicated and time-consuming for the average guy. These men needed to ejaculate into the kit's cup, swirl the semen in the cup for at least 15 seconds, then wait 30 minutes for the sample to liquefy. Thereafter, the men were asked to load a quarter milliliter, if they could figure that out, of semen from that cup onto a cartridge, then spend six minutes centrifuging the semen. That's a lot of work. The study wanted the men to send in two samples, seven to ten days apart, with abstinence before and after both tests. With the two tests completed, the men would then get $20 of compensation. Given all of that time and labor required for just $20, it doesn't shock me that over 40% of the men stopped after sending one sample only. In addition to getting to know their semen better, the men were also asked to get in touch with their feelings. They answered questions about depression using a standard questionnaire that looked at depression symptoms in the past two weeks. They also asked men if they had taken a drug to treat depression in the past four weeks, and they asked what kind of drug it was. There were similar questions related to panic and anxiety. Now that you've heard about what the men had to do to participate in the study, let's get into their results. On average, the 329 men who participated were 32, 33 years old with a BMI close to 30. We don't have data on race and ethnicity. 49 of the men, or 15%, shared that at some point they had been diagnosed with depression. These men with a depression diagnosis reported they had less sex and had more difficulties with erections or ejaculation compared to men who had never had a depression diagnosis. The men with depression diagnosis were also less likely to have completed college and were less physically active. They were more likely to be smokers and they were more likely to have stated that they had a history of infertility. 
Just over half of the men with a diagnosis of depression admitted to recently using a drug that was intended to alter their mood. Interestingly, 37% of the men who had used a mind-altering drug in the past four weeks did not have a depression diagnosis. The study didn't explain this further. The study also didn't elaborate on the anxiety or panic disorders beyond including in statistics that 40 to 50% of men who had been diagnosed with depression had also been diagnosed with anxiety. When connecting the depression results into the semen analysis results, well, here's where things got a little cloudy. A lot of the results showed statistical significance at first. The folks behind this study, however, were pretty savvy scientists who understood statistics. After they took into account a lot of factors that could have changed how their results came out, they held on to just one of the results related to the semen and depression. And this result was that men who reported a depression diagnosis had significantly less semen volume. They didn't have any exciting results on the antidepressants and semen. After all that, it's a bit disappointing that there was just one finding to take away. The fact that the authors did not over-exaggerate the importance of their findings or take their results at face value is really a credit to them. As I just mentioned, they had looked into many factors that could have impacted their results. One of those factors was that some men in the study tended to exaggerate how much semen they had. I really wish they had gone into more detail on this very amusing human error. Alas, they did not. They spent a good amount of time talking about other studies that relate to this one, and how the results of those studies either had mixed results too, or that the results mixed with the results of other studies. They summarized it well when they said that the effects of depression and antidepressants on male fertility are unclear. We don't know. Moreover, they talked about how it isn't yet clear how important semen volume is to fertility. So their own result, we don't know yet what that might mean in the future. Towards the tail end of talking about the shortcomings of their study, they pointed out some important facts that would have been nice to know earlier. Roughly half of the men invited to participate in the study accepted, and that the men who accepted had higher rates of depression and were less likely to have ever impregnated a woman. Maybe the men in this study who accepted being in it were predisposed to some result or another. Had the study included men who had declined, perhaps we would have seen different results. Like so many studies before, this one provided more questions than answers. Turns out it is quite tough to tease out how sperm are impacted by depression or how taking meds related to depression impacts semen. My last criticism of the study it would be that the discussion did not talk about the possibility of testosterone deficiency being a factor that could have impacted their results. Issues with libido or mood are two symptoms that men could demonstrate if they were low in testosterone. Were some of these depressed men needing to be worked up for a deficiency in testosterone? It's plausible. Given this study will not change clinical practice that greatly in the near future, I'll conclude the episode here. If you're interested in seeing more details about the battery-operated male fertility tracking system, or you simply want to read the study for yourself, check out details and links in the show notes at www.yourfertilitypharmacist.com. This is Your Fertility Pharmacist. Thanks for tuning in. 